Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We drink tequila. We talk. Welcome to Team Tequila Talks. Talk, talk. Can we cheers with our shot and then you can get shaken? What's shaking, Sherry? We are What's shaking. shaking, Sherry? Hold on, uh, we're going to cheers. <laughs> fresh as fuck. Coming in hot and heavy off the top of the episode here. Holy smokes. So we are having sure. a sipper here. Do you recognize this bottle? I think I've seen this bottle, but I don't think I've ever had it. Okay. Well, we have our guest, Tone Bell, today. Actor, comedian, cocktail aficionado, would you say? Uh, oh, I'm becoming. Of becoming. I'm becoming. Okay. You're, you're, you're a cocktail judger aficionado. Host right? and judger. Got it. But, uh, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, I've been drinking for a long time, so so I'm really good at that. I feel you with that. But uh, uh, my palate is changing these days. Oh, as yeah. one does. It's what? getting it's getting nice, nice and bougie. Oh, I'm about to say is it refined because when you oh, start, oh, it is becoming refined. Yeah, more balanced. Yeah. I mean, I hear that. I'm never gonna like an olive ever, but you know what? I, I do think evolving palates. We've talked about this before on the show. I do think that evolving palates are a thing because you can adapt and change your palate, just not to olives, but to anything else, you can adapt and change your palate. And that is something that you can, we've talked about using less and less sugar in your cocktails, which on that note, we have a lovely cocktail here that we have adapted to be low sugar. Can't wait to tell you about it. Okay. But to start off with this lovely bottle here with the blue, I guess not a blue top. It's like a, it's a lining on the top. This is a Casa Dragonis. Which we've had on the show before because we love a bougie tequila mm-hmm. for sure. And the reason the bottle is black is because it's an añejo, which was a special request by you. I'm an añejo guy. I love it. Well, that's bougie AF. <laughs> I'm an añejo, and I don't I don't dislike a reposado or blanco sure. or white. I just I there's something about it's not as. Um, uh, woodsy as a reposado, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's it has like a fuller body to me. Most most añejos. I kind of feel to me like an añejo is a reposado, but extra filtered. And mm. I know that that's not the technical process, right? right? Añejo is actually extra aged, not necessarily extra filtered. But I feel like reposados tend to be a bit more caramelly. They mm-hmm. tend to be a little bit, I don't want to say sweeter because that implies sugar, but they've got like a richer Like taste. vanilla, they have like different well, that cask, back notes. That cask taste yes. of, like, of being barreled, right? Yes. So yep. it's, it's, it's not uh, in a glass cask to be aged. It's in that wood. Correct. And it, and it soaks up those smoky, you know, almost like, I, and I don't know this to be true, so I might be making the science up, but I feel like you would go from a reposado to a mezcal. Like, as far as smokiness? Mm-hmm. I think, well, mezcal is... Not in the process of making definitely it. Definitely no, no, no. the smokiest. Mezcal is... I feel like me- reposado to añejo is a better jump than reposado to mezcal. I feel like maybe... Okay. Um, I just think that the... And less about smoky, but more about going from reposado to añejo... The Añejo seems like a more refined version of a Reposado. Yeah. It's like they took all of the... It's almost like when you have a, a like a tea and then you remove the tea bag, right? Like it's, so, so it's not as it's not as stiff, it's not as spicy. Like, well, because the it's notes a in a Reposado... Cleaner. Yeah, it is cleaner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it has all of the complexity of a Reposado, but it doesn't necessarily have the leftover richness. Are we getting very specific here? No, I, feel like I we're, agree. We're getting very, well, he's bougie as fuck now. <laughs> So I am now, as fuck. now we have to talk about his refined palate. 
because he is you host Drink Masters on I Netflix. I do host Drink Masters on which Netflix. Which I was I love it when my friends are like, have you guys seen this show called Drink Masters? Can I keep sipping this, by the way? You absolutely can. It's yours. And we have that blood orange because it's peak blood orange season, just in mm. case you need a little something. Right. You don't usually need a chaser. With an Añejo, uh, especially one of this quality. But if you just need a little something to clear your palate, because we do have an amazing cocktail for you. You said you're bougie as fuck. Well, we have a fresh as fuck cocktail. And I love it. I'm telling you, I love a cocktail in a coupe glass. I am. I mean, because you're bougie. I'm bougie. (laughs) Well, Well, how much have you learned on Drink Masters? I feel like I, me and Cassandra, would probably. I feel like be really good. I think being a ta- uh, a taste tester is probably probably one of the best jobs in the world when it comes to like food and bev. Yeah. And I think when you're on a show like Drink Masters, you're with some of them like master mixologists. Yeah. Like they're, they're at the top. By of definition, the top. it's called masters. Yeah. Well, called- I mean, you know, all these, all the, all the, the bartenders, mixologists on the show have been through all the. Um, the competitions that we don't really see, right? The untelevised, like the the world class, the the um, speed rail, the, yeah. the you know their own community of of they already knew each other because they've been competing against each other for years. So mm-hmm. when they they you know they walk into the room and the kind of stuff you don't see is they like oh that motherfucker here. Like <laughs> we've had a couple of world class bartenders we on our did. show. We've had Rob Floyd mm-hmm. and Adam. I'm going to say this. Fournier. 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 <laughs> he was the number one bartender in the world in 2021. I've heard his name. I haven't yeah. So yeah. he, and he's designed like the number one NA program in the world, mm-hmm. which is, is, Very which big is right great. Now. It's Very huge. Big. And mm-hmm. also, you know, we, we were just talking today at lunch about, listen, we love tequila, but we like the experience of tequila. It's yeah. not about like, let's get fucked Just up get like in college, it. right? It's not about that. It is about wanting to have a lovely bougie beverage in a bougie ass glass yeah. and want to enjoy that without, you know, with still being able to wake up the next day and enjoy your Well, day. you also feel different, right? I mean, like the, yeah. the, the better quality it is, the, the better ingredients. Uh, I sound like that, whatever commercial that was in the 90s, but it's, you really do, Appreciate the cocktail more, right? I mean, cause, because you, you, me watching them in, in the lab, right? And mm-hmm. then watching them build from scratch. Oh, yeah. Of the syrups and the uh, Maros and the, and the, I mean, I, I watched one of the cats on the show um, make a gin. He didn't have the kind of gin. Like a bathtub they, gin? Like, like some moonshine? Took the juniper, took a vodka, infused, got extra herbs and spices in there, and made the complex gin that he needed for the cocktail that he was trying to get to. Oh, shit. And and so you watch that and you go, oh, I have to appreciate this cocktail a little more than... Because that's something, if it's passed around on a tray and you grab it and you sip it, you go, I don't know if I like this. Watching the process of it, you go... I appreciate the process. Now I understand yeah. why it tastes like this. So do you think the knowledge, so I'm, you, know, you know how they say food presentation is like big on, if people see a pretty plate, the food tastes better. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's the same when you're, cause I'm not a big gin girl. I do like if it's going to be like mixology gin mm-hmm. where they infuse all the different things. Yes. Sign mm-hmm. me up. But if someone's like a gin and tonic, I'm like, no, thank you. Like I don't drink gin straight. I'm not into it. But if I were to see someone make that, I think psychologically, you see their blood, sweat, and tears, yep. and you kind of like some weird energy thing where you're like, I really want to like this. Um, it goes from watching someone build a cocktail, like constructing it from, and it could be very simple, but how they do it, I mean, people's poor techniques, people's how they use the jigger, how they how they serve with the spoon, when they, how they dash, how they measure, uh, the, the, the style of glass, all that goes into it, and then you go, oh man, I, 
now the presentation makes sense to me when you go to a real cocktail bar and you go, this is going to be about 15 minutes. It yeah. makes more sense when, when they go, oh, man, that spray of absinthe That's at the end. That's my right. favorite way to drink. I am not a drink to get drunk girl. Not that it doesn't happen, but... Although, well, I mean, listen, <laughs> we sometimes... Sometimes we've had many a drink. We went to a tequila tasting uh, the other day, and it was amazing. And we walked in, and we thought that we were going to try a silver and a reposado mm-hmm. and an añejo, kicking back to our conversation earlier. And they go, we have eight mezcals for you tonight. Yeah. And we went, what? <laughs> it's a school night. Yeah. But they, they got into, they were so specific about the complexity of the yeah. mezcals and what made all of them different and the types of plants and the regions and all of the things that it was impossible to just be like, uh, okay, whatever. You, you, you find yourself zeroing in and focusing in when you have somebody that's passionate about what they do and that energy just emanates off of that. Jen is one of my favorites now, and it probably was last on my list. Really? And now watching a mixologist, a bartender really work with Jen, because I think Jen has more legs than any other. Totally. It's the most versatile. It's It's the the most versatile. versatile. Okay, so we've had our, my bartender friend Dylan on this show. He, he, He came on as a guest while we were in London, and then he did this insane one of a kind eggnog uh, in January. It was insane. And the interesting thing about it is I got to know him by going and sitting at his bar because he worked at the restaurant underneath my apartment. Okay. And I would go and I would sit and chat with him because my husband would be on set and he'd go, oh, I think I'm going to be there in about 30, but you know we're, we're on the last take. But you know how it goes. Sometimes the last take is not the last Ouch, take. Yeah. Right? So I would go sit and I'd chat with my friend Dylan and that's how we became friends. And I would go to him and say, make me whatever. I just don't like vodka. And he'd go, okay, what kind of day have you had? And I'm like, are you cocktail psychology? Therapy. That's called therapy. What's happening? And he's like, and I'm oversimplifying here because he'd say like, oh, do you want an upper? Do you want a downer? Et cetera, et cetera. It's not even that. He would say like, are you feeling passionate? Are you, have you felt angry today? Are you excited? Are you tired? Are you, and, and he'd go, okay, I got something for you. And then he would make me a cocktail and I'd say probably 80% of the time it was gin. And finally I go, why are you serving so much gin? And he goes, because it is the most versatile yeah. spirit. It can handle so much. And yeah. you, it can, if you find someone that knows how to work with gin, they can mold it to whatever they need it to be. You can use a gin to make it feel like that glass of wine you might want, mm-hmm. that glass of scotch you might want, that fruity tropical, I'm on vacation feel. I yep. mean, and I don't think a lot of the spirits, I mean, I'm sure there are, but I think gin, like you just said, gin has just the capacity to to hold down a lot of flavors mm-hmm. and still give you the body of, of, I mean, I'm I'm making, like my favorite drink right now to make at home and just to kind of, actually it's my test for mixologist bartender, especially when oh. I walk into a spot now, of course, like people yeah. in the world kind of, you know, know me. Yeah. And, I, I throw a Martinez out there first. Like that's my oh. that's my first. I think I had a couple of those when we yes. when you were in New York. Uh-huh. And it was like I, I threw a Martinez out there, and when a bartender that goes, yeah, man, I ain't day. made a Martinez in a minute, but right. I, I'll be right back. But they know what they're doing. But they know what it is, yeah. and then when somebody has to look it up, and then they go, oh man, I've never. It's been a long time since I made one of these, and they and they go, oh, I can't wait to make this. But when somebody goes, oh, I can't believe this dude's asking for. I go, never mind, never mind. I'm good. I, I'm I don't good. want it. And I, to piggyback on that, I do think. Like gin, I don't know if you sip gin. I think gin is the best mixed. Oh With, yeah, I would never drink sipping gin, gin, which is uh, like tequila. You can sip and or mix. I don't know. 
You can sip gin. Tell me a gin. What brand? Gin by itself tastes like you took a mushroom trip through the forest. There are a couple that I've had in a few, a uh, few last few months that I that I'm a big fan of. Um, and I guess Hendrix was one that stood out in the last few years. Yes, that's the most. And, and I'm not a huge Hendrix fan, okay. but I, I do like it. But they're you know the the um, the gray whale and kind of the derivatives of those like that family. Mm-hmm. And when they really get to more juniper forward, when you get to like this, yeah. the, the, the herbs That's and the that spices. That's that botanical taste. Yeah. When you get to those botanicals and they really kind of turn it up a notch. I mean, because even, even I want to say Sky has a new one out. That's doing really well because I mean it is like sky vodka. Yeah, it smells to me like gin. It it smells by itself. It smells like you walked into a flower shop, right? I just don't love that smell. Me neither. Yeah, but when you have it in a cocktail, I learned to love it. And and same as what you were saying before, what I learned from my stool sessions with. Barstool. Oh my God, that sounded bad. <laughs> I, was, I was really going really to let that go. Oh my I was going to let that go. By, go, by okay. sessions, sitting on a barstool with Dylan. I was kind of looking at you like, does she say this all the time? Because nope, 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 nope. If, if this is what you call them, then okay. Nope. Uh, stool sessions. I mean, we can start call that. Stool but sessions. But what I really learned was if you want to get a good measure of a bartender, ask them for their best gin cocktail. Yeah. And I'd see agree. what they come up with. Don't necessarily pick something off the menu, but just say, hey, make me something with gin because gin is so adaptable. And there's nothing better than a than a someone that's behind the bar when it's not busy and they have time. Yes. Mm-hmm. At a cocktail bar when yes. you go. That's why at, I would go early with Dylan is I go sit down there like that five thirty. Yeah, that five thirty is yeah. opening and they're when they want to make yet. a cocktail and it's uh, not it's not just crushable quick. Yes. You know, it's not the, it's not about the volume. And they're fresh and they're fresh face. They just got in. They're feeling inspired. It's like I feel like I get my nails done the first appointment on a 9 a.m. because I feel like she's the best. The ideas are flowing. She's not worn out. She's not worn out. So we're talking fresh. We're talking fresh. Yes, yes, she yes, said yes. something fresh. Otherwise. I said fresh. So this is our this is our fresh as fuck. Añejo. Añejo sidecar. sidecar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So take it. Take a sip. I would prefer take if you. Moment. I would you prefer a you sip of? a little of the sugar just, on the just rim. Just a hint. Just a hint. It's just not, a hint. We're not. We're gonna get into how it's not. We're gonna real get. Sugar. It's not real sugar. Because this it's, is our. It's this lovely cocktail is also low sugar. Oh my gosh! The You're taking a long time. I know. I'm the sweating. On. Don't judge us. Oh no, God. no, that's nice. That's nice. Well, well, uh, our fault is. Uh, we let it sit just a little too long. We did. Damn. I so, know. Well, with it, why don't we put one ice cube in it? So it's it, it like no, it should be cold. But let's pop one ice cube. So what we would should, you? We did let it sit because we were sipping on our. We did. So what? What should we? What would you rank us on a scale of one to ten? Oh my god! Don't ask the taste flavor. masters. Host that. Flavor. Oh. I want the profile. God. I want flavor. Oh I want depth. God, Sherry. I want body. Um. I would say I would say that the. Well, the taste is great because it's not. I mean, you still it's, it's boozy. Mm-hmm. It's for sure boozy, mm-hmm. but it's also doesn't hit you in your face boozy. The the citrus is layered in there, so so you don't. It's not overpowering like it's a it's a punch, right? Right. Uh, you still taste añejo. It's not just like oh, that's tequila, right? Um, that sweetness is there. What, what else is what? what else it's is in just there? so it's basically añejo, fresh squeezed lime, a little bit of Grand Marnier. She means lemon. Fresh squeezed lemon juice, <laughs> fresh so, as fuck lemon juice. Okay, so I'm gonna give you the backstory. And Grand Marnier. Here. I'm gonna give you the backstory. Like, there was something there that was like it's the Grand Marnier. Yeah, it's kind of tucked so a little bit. Here, here's the backstory on this cocktail. So, 
when we asked you what you wanted, you said you wanted an añejo and to like to make a cocktail with it. And I go, I don't know, man. We don't usually make cocktails with. I don't like to mess with an añejo with the good a shit. Good añejo is a sipper. We don't really make cocktails with it. And Sherry goes, I really want to do this um, sidecar situation. Mm-hmm. And for anybody who doesn't know the story of a sidecar, I think it's a very British drink, and it was designed for people that rode in sidecars and motorcycles. To drink and drive? Yeah. Well, no, they're in the sidecars. They're not driving. That's the oh. point. And it was sort of like the 1920s, 30s, 40s beverage of the traveling sidecar. You'd roll up to a bar, take your helmet and your goggles off, and be like, give me that sidecar. Mm. True story. So anyway, we look at this sidecar. We go, right, we're going to make a bougie and yeah, do a riff on the sidecar. Yeah, yeah. But what you want to do is like we don't want to mess with this beautiful draconis. Right. Yeah. So originally it is made with triple sec, and we go, how can we cut the sugar up the booze and make it bougie? Yeah. yeah. And so we swapped out triple sec for Grand Marnier. And so grandma's like a very boozy liqueur. Yes. Right? So I mean, and so, it's not, it's it's not like thick, six, and it, it doesn't yeah. take over. It won't overpower a. a so triple sec is only going to be about. 40 to 60% proof, per, depending yeah. on the brand that you get. Whereas Grand Marnier is going to be 80. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit boozier. Also, it has half the sugar of triple well, so it, it, it follows down that citrus, so you have that orange in there. Correct. Yes, the, lim- the lemon. Yeah. Oh, the orange in the Grand Marnier, yes. yes. So yes. it's a bit of a, you know, it's still in the same ballpark as triple sec, but it's going to have less sugar, more booze, which mm-hmm. we're all about here on we TV. like it booze forward. If I have and a cocktail, low sh- uh, booze forward, low sugar. Yeah. Anything that's too sweet, unbalanced, and I think we added the stevia to the lemon juice. We haven't got there yet. We mix it in. <laughs> yes, we added stevia to the lemon juice to so, give it that sweetness. Lemon, this is the important thing. The reason we're calling it the freshest fuck sidecar is because these lemons came off of the tree. Mere hours ago, you can see the greens mere that are still hours mere ago. So, don't we get an extra point for that? I mean, so y'all out here picking lemons. I'm, this, yeah, I'm very proud of y'all. This mm-hmm. is like this is legit. You're I mean, not gonna I, find can that. Can you squeeze stuff in public still? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ooh, you know what? You have to do it like I that. Don't, you gotta do it like that. I can't. I can't honk. No, I think it's more of a grip these days. So yeah. the, th- the thing is, and here's why this is important. You know, people talk all the time about. I've made spaghetti and I use the jarred stuff and it's not very good. Whereas I go to my, my Nona's or my grandma's and it tastes so much better. It's because your grandma's going to buy fresh ass yeah. tomatoes, right? And this is the same thing here because when you, the second that you pick produce off of a plant, it by the second is losing the power of its minerals and vitamins, right? Mm-hmm. This is pure earth right here. And that's why when you go to a restaurant and you get something fresh made, it's so much, so much better, better. So much better than when you are buying something that is either pre-cooked or even just shipped in from Chile like or carton. whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, you go to the grocery store and they're like avocados or produce from wherever. And you're like, that's not even this country. How yeah. long did it take to get here? Probably two weeks. Weeks. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Whereas if you're picking something same day, you can taste the freshness. Oh, the difference is... is- it's palatable. You, I mean, you, you can you can taste it. It's there was a cocktail on, on on the show that's probably I think it's my n- number one favorite from the show, and it Ooh. was a uh, one of them was one of them was tequila based. The other one was a I want to say it's gin based actually, but it was a toward the end. Did you fin- did you finish? No, I haven't finished it yet. Okay, so I yeah. think it's toward the end. I mm-hmm. think it's either episode eight or nine. But there's a Tao does a does a strawberry and Tomato gin based cocktail. Is it a savory cocktail? It is. It's so light. It's acidic. It feels fresh. It's so light in the taste of it because it feels like it would feel like it would taste heavy. 
Yeah, like with a the tomato. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's refreshing. And it's, and it was like, mm. I was like, I mean, it's one of those where I took a sip on the, on the show and I had to turn, I think I turned away because I was like, oh, this dude. This is going to win. This dude different. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like I said, they're all great. I mean, you know, all it really just good. took you by surprise. Just, well, tomatoes just, and strawberries in and of itself right there doesn't, doesn't feel like it goes together. Right. And then I've, then I've had a salad, a strawberry and tomato salad since with like a goat cheese and a mozzarella. And I was oh. like, I was like, oh my God. I was like, I love these pairings now. This oh. is your combo. Oh, so you, so you took your drink and made it food out yeah. of it. Yeah. So you deconstructed it to eat it. I didn't make it myself, but I saw it on the menu and I go, oh. I think I like this now. Mm. And it oh. was. But there's, but there's. Because it opened your mind it to new yeah, possibilities. Oh yeah. oh Strawberry, yeah. tomatoes, and goat cheese. I mean, I can. No, you don't like tomatoes. No, I don't do raw tomatoes under any circumstances. Oh, nope. man. Raw tomatoes and olives are no for me. Olive, olives, I, I'm, I'm with you on the olives. Oh, I love olives. Tomatoes, I'm like, I'm. I'm I can cook all day, every day, twice eating, on Tuesdays. I'm eating the back out of a tomato. You know what I mean? I love a tomato. I was in Spain. Is that what you actually meant? Or did you mean something else? <laughs> that tomato <laughs> ass. I'm eating the back out of that tomato ass. Let that tomato bend over in front of me. I'm taking it down. <laughs> I'm taking it down. A fresh tomato. A fresh tomato. So not a so not a doctor a tomato. Busting that tomato a, open. Wait, not a GMO tomato. <laughs> no, no, no. You 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 fresh. want your backyard you shit with the leaves on it, just hand like picked. Hand, yes. Okay, so so born and raised a fresh tomato. And it's consensual. They want me to have it. Consensual. <laughs> you know, tomatoes. keyword. Yeah. So we have our um, we have our fresh as fuck cocktail. It's actually really good, really by the way. Really, only you. three key ingredients. Kind of boozy. It is. Very fancy tequila. Mm-hmm. It is our Grand Marnier, and it is our freshest fuck lemons picked from the tree mm-hmm. and freshly squeezed. And then we rimmed the glass with stevia because traditionally a sidecar calls for a sugar white, rim. White sugar, mm-hmm. but we don't do white sugar on the show. We do not because it's not necessary no. anymore. No. So here at Team Tequila Talks, we love low. Gu- oh my god. Here low at Team Tequila Talks, <laughs> we love low glycemic <laughs> and low sugar. This is what happens when you're on a show with drinking. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh. Well, <laughs> take two. Well, like, but also lemon has like a ton of benefits. We our drinks Talk here. To me, Sherry. Our drinks here, they always have something in terms of health. Yeah. Beneficial. Okay. Beneficial yeah. to your health. Because we, we have this saying where it's like detox to retox. And you kind of have to drink and you drink water in between. Detox to retox. It's our saying here. It's like we should put that on a logo. That yeah. should be a t shirt. Okay. So basically we'll lemon. That's that. like, like a lot of um <laughs> When I go to Puerto Rico, uh, oh, you met Rojo before. Yeah. A lot of, uh, and I'm going to say Puerto Ricans, which sounds weird to say, but we are in Puerto Rico, so they're Puerto Ricans, They are Puerto Ricans. So uh, a lot of Puerto Ricans will do um, uh, doers. Right? Doer scotch Uh with doer scotch. Uh I always thought it was doers. You can say that. (laughs) <laughs> People would know what you was talking about. Duars? Yeah, thank yeah, you. They would know. I don't even know what I would say. D e w a r. Dewars. That makes yeah. sense. That makes yeah. sense to me. I mean, they're gonna be like, she's never had this before. But <laughs> I have had it before, but no one's given me a pronunciation. <laughs> she's, she's a noob. She's a noob. Doers, but they'll do. Uh, they'll do. Right, they introduce it to me, but it's uh, doers and coconut water. And so it's detox or retox. It's detox. And, and okay. so basically lemon benefits really quick, support heart health, mm-hmm. helps control your weight, prevents kidney stones, protects against anemia, reduce cancer risk, risk and improve digestion. So this, when you're drinking this drink, the lemon is forward. I mean, we have about mm, six lemons in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we fresh squeezed it. But fresh you get, as fuck lemons. It's punched, but you get the benefits. And I feel like lemon sometimes can make your mouth a little... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Dry. Yep. So then you have that. Drink your water. Have another one. Drink some more water. Well, it's also like the, the 
that grandma cuts it well. Mm-hmm. The grandma really cuts it well. And also because Añejo's already, or this Añejo especially, is already very, very smooth. Even that separate was, was I got a little more of that. I'm gonna yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll also say that we juiced the lemon and we go, oh, is it going to be too tart? Lemon is really tart. And we took a sip of it. We go, oh, that's actually not so bad. It was because I, because it, I think because it comes off the tree, you're talking about pre or or peak optimal ripeness. And I think it becomes tart when it's overripe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's why Meyer lemons are, are in the same ballpark as oranges because yeah. they're so sweet. So sweet. And so this is, I think, we just hit it at the right. I, I, I actually picked a few different, right? You can see that that one right there has little, a little bit of green, green yeah. on it. And this one's still on the branch. And then I picked up a couple that had, like, one had a vagina. That were weighing down on the plant, like, clearly ready to fall. And one had a vagina. You brought one with a vagina. Yeah. Wow. She did that uh, in perfect produce. It looked <laughs> like a vagina? Or? It had a vagina. It, it was clit. It was, like, it, it, was, was, it was cut. It was cut. Where there was like a clitoral something. Speaking of vagina, <laughs> oh, love, love month. It's love month. It's love month. And love I, you month. know what, Sherry and I were talking about this. I we know. all got opinions. We all have I opinions. know you do too, Tone. <laughs> Valentine's Day, bullshit or not? Yeah, your name. Uh, I I think it's bullshit, but uh, I understand. <laughs> we we've had these talks. <laughs> You have opinions. We we share, we we got real close real quick. Yeah. A couple of weeks we 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 had some good talks though. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I think it's bullshit but I I get it. I mean it's like it's it's like anything else. Valentine's Day to me is is, is the same way people stand in line for Jordans. <laughs> Or breakfast. It's like, I always say hey that man, people, if you're gonna be addicted to a thing, so other people can say they're happy for you, then fine. But I guarantee that that I've gotten you something on a random day that means way more than 100%. Uh, this little shit for some commercial day. So, hundred percent. That's that's my opinion. But if I can if I can just get you something to we so we don't have to argue about it well, later. See, that's what I don't like about it. A lot of my girlfriends, husbands, like when they're like Valentine's Day, I need it. the red carpet rolled out. I need this and I need that. And I'm like, if he does it throughout the year. Yep, and you know I'm a little princess for sure, <laughs> and my family calls me little princess because my husband's like, "Oh, I got you this shirt," or "I picked up some yoga pants for you." Like love language, my like, ooh, ooh, got me some New Balances. I'm like, he's like, "These are going to be dope for you." I think these New Balances going to look hot on you. And I'm like, "Thanks." When it comes to the love to the love day, Valentine's Day, I do. I me and my daughter make art. Me, we sit down, we paint, we color, we have a nice steak dinner and lobster at home because I'm yeah. not I'm not going to go pay for that marked up at a restaurant sitting next to everyone who doesn't love each other and I know I'm going to get hate on this but I do not think you need a restaurant on Valentine's Day to show you love someone or flowers flowers die I'm like because I do most of the cooking in my house now I will say that my gift will be matter of fact I will do the dishes too because I don't do dishes around that house well if you cook I think there's a rule if you cook you shouldn't have to do dishes exactly and that's most days I agree that's most days Mm -hmm. I enjoy cooking so I do most of the cooking and so I don't do dishes. I agree. But on Valentine's Day, it's like, guess what? I'm doing the dishes too. I'm Boom. Step up. Boom. I, I agree. So my thing is, I've never. Yeah, you're nay. Like, you, you enjoy it? I'm or? nay. I'm a hard nay. 
I think that it was the, it might not have been Hallmark themselves, that specific company, but this was a manufactured holiday. 100%. I think that a lot of the holidays come down to something and say what you will. You might hate Christmas. You might hate Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. You hate, might hate Labor Day. Whatever. Like you, you might be opposed to a certain holiday, and that's just fine. But at least those holidays came from an honest intention. Yeah. Valentine's Day was people trying to sell shit. Yeah. I think y'all are onto something and more people need to hear it. Well, exactly. Cause I think, I think um, I was reading today in Forbes about all the jewelry companies, De Beers, Cartier, Tiffany's, they do their most sales in the first I mean, it quarter. Happened, it happened with breakfast. Last it yeah. happened with cereal. It happened with milk. It yeah. happened with all these things we think are like, it's, don't yeah. you talk dirty to us with nutrition? I know <laughs> it's happened. It's happened with everything. So like it's it's such a it's such a like you said marketing ploy and that we fall for and believe or or whatever. It's it absolutely. So I would I would prefer to go especially like let's look at natural gas prices right now. How about we not go to dinner <laughs> and, and knock out egg, egg prices, prices, girl? Girl, these egg prices. Hey, I'll buy you three dozen eggs right now to cover up. <laughs> That's for more the expensive Valentine's than a Day. That is. That oh my is. god! Like it's. It is. It is. It's gotten. It's gotten out of control, and I think it's sad that we teach little <laughs> so girls. Sounds like I come back. How? Why can't that be the gift? Right. I come back. <laughs> That's how much I care. I made it home. <laughs> I came back for you. I think we teach these little girls, like you know, um, to look forward to this, like, and also the wedding dress thing, the whole little fairy tale thing with princess and Sleeping Beauty and all that stuff. And I think it does society a disservice. Because when a guy doesn't do it, then all of a sudden he doesn't love you. Well, but you all know of what? a sudden, all, on that one day he chose not to love you. I, I and it's have like, to say, we just got out of Christmas. Obviously, we did. And I gotta say, on the fairy tale note, I think that you're allowed. Fairy tales are stories, right? Like I watch murder mysteries and thrillers, and I also watch fucking rom coms. All right, so I think that stories about princesses and fairy tales are just fucking fine. I do because you know what? If you're going to blame a fairy tale story on you not getting what you want out of life, that's a you problem. I personally think that if you're going to say, I am failing in my love life because I watched Beauty and the Beast too many times, that's a you problem. Well, you don't think women like, I, I mean, look, in college, I think this is a huge problem in fucking college where it's like you date a guy for a year and you're 22, so like you're real fertile. And you're like, we're going to get married, you know? Because I never really wanted to get married. I was like, I, I don't think I'm the marrying type, actually, and nor do I think I should ever be anyone's mom or have a kid. That was, like, what I told myself. And then you meet the right person, and then... Right, right. But, but until you meet that right person, you don't really know what you want because you don't really know what that exchange of love does. You know what I'm trying to say? Of course. So it's like, I believe that some girls, and I mean, I'm speaking from my college experience and some women that I know, they really bank on the white wedding dress, the Sleeping Beauty type of Cinderella story where he gets down on one knee. And, and no one you know it's performative. lives like that for real. No You've one. never seen it? No one. It's not a real thing. I mean, it's... it's. But also no one lives like they do in Carrie. Think about the pig's blood dumped on a girl's head. They're, they're, they're called stories. Well, we actually live because... in 2023. That could possibly... Oh, my God, Sherry, no. <laughs> I listen to a lot my of podcasts. Point is, hold on, my point is, just let me, get, let, let me say that with stories, and I keep emphasizing this word for a reason, is 
is stories take you out of your reality. They take you out of this dimension, right? You even look at a story like an animated series. Like, think about The Simpsons, which is one of the longest, possibly the longest-running series in, in television. Is it realistic? Absolutely not. But it's a story. It's a, you know, as a, as as a creative, I think that you can say that you're a storyteller because your mind bends in a way that is outside of just what's happening in front of you, and I think that you're allowed to tell stories and appreciate what might exist outside of your reality, and that's okay. As long as you come back to reality. I yes. agree. Well, I, I agree. Like the ship, agree. the boat leaves the dock, and it never comes back. But my, well, my point is is that it's okay to tell these stories. Yeah, yeah, you totally can. But you it's also, like, you wouldn't think that The Simpsons is real. I have an old co-worker who, back when I was corporate, mm-hmm. I and mean, this is probably 2008, mm-hmm. who, I know she didn't make that much more than me. She probably, I think she had a higher position than me, so so her probably salary is maybe, I mean, at most, probably five grand over what I made. Mm-hmm. And I was doing pretty well for my age at the time. And her her ring at the time, and I, this was bananas, because, I mean, they I can't imagine that her and her husband were bringing in more than one fifty at, at the time. Mm-hmm. Her ring was like $26,000, right? But the wedding was fifty. Yeah, see, no. But also, y'all got like eighty grand in debt. Right. And I go, this stupid. <laughs> Facts. Facts. What's love? Love is like, yo, let's get this debt out the way first, yes. then we can go live. See, that, that's the realistic Disney story. That's the realistic Disney. I bet you I'd pay to go see that. <laughs> I I'd pay for that. I I'd just, pay for that. As, as Sandra's a, into her stories. No, I'm just saying, like, listen, and, and this is this is why we got a podcast so we can have opposing opinions on this shit. Yep. I don't think that you should get carried away by these fantasies and by these fairy tales. But I do think, as a responsible and mature human, you should be able to discern between what's a story and what is real life. Because if I like, read, if the I numbers read I just a thriller, aren't I, crazy to me now. I'm which doing one? the numbers I just named aren't crazy to me now. Like, yeah, those numbers are fine now. Like, yeah. couldn't hurt me, right. right? But could you? Right. But I'm talking about 2007. That's I'm talking about two people who go. Y- y'all can't afford this. Yeah, I had friends who go in debt for their wedding, for sure. But what if I yeah. told you, like, oh my gosh, I read this murder thriller about stabbing a bunch of people, and I was like, well, I read it in a book, so I'm going to go stab a bunch of people, and it's fine because I read it in a book. No, that's you, not you gotta realistic. you got to separate the two. That's what I'm saying. So you're allowed to have an element of escapism with storytelling. Of course. So yeah, if people are telling fairy tales, you can go, ah, oh, man, I just wish life was this way. It's not. Right, I, I, you can also on the opposite side of that be like, "I wish life was this way. I could murder my ex and stab him and his current girlfriend." Like you could say that, yeah. But like you, you, you can't do that in real life. And I think that you almost different- can't say it anymore. By the way, no, you can't. No, <laughs> that is di- a fucking threat. The differentiation between storytelling and real life, you, and your border, your boundaries, and your interpretation is on you and what's going on in your head. If you actually expect a fucking fairy tale and Prince Charming to come save you or you think you can go stab your ex with no problems that's a you problem is what yeah. i'm saying yeah i agree it i agree i think so and i think the you problem this is my thing about the you problem everyone with the you with the them problem look you them oh fuck now i'm getting into pronouns i don't want to tra- i don't want to try this fucking water <laughs> basically a you problem just means it's your fucking problem but yeah. a you problem sometimes becomes a our problem out of the thin air and I'm like, no, handle your shit. I teach my daughter very, me and my husband, we argue in front of our daughter and we resolve our problems in front of our daughter. Because I think 
our my parents they thought if we hit our arguments then to protect the kids energy then like they wouldn't know we knew everything that was going on i really want to throw some out in front of both y'all just to just to see if we can catch it no no just like because we got a big argument about two weeks ago we just resolved it maybe a week ago okay and and it was well not big arguments like we were like shouting but just like you know it got quiet oh you dug (laughs) your heels in it got quiet and i was like i but i don't know if she's ready for me to talk about this yet so so i don't know if i you know because I, you know, I mean, I I, I'll put stuff on stage and on podcasts, like, <laughs> and she can't defend herself, so I don't know if it's fair. So maybe okay. off air, I'll ask y'all about this. We'll, we'll have her on next week. It's well, fine. Oh. <laughs> to, to litigate. Oh. She she unload. Uh, she, can't wait. <laughs> no, but she, I, what what she drink? I know, right? I mean, but ballpark it. Just ballpark it. Um. Um. Oh man, it was it's layered. But, oh okay. uh, Yeah, it's Ooh. layered. Um. The best kind of problem, I know. But I will say, I will say this: there's, a, there's. I was gonna say, there's a, a wedding coming up that we're supposed to go to. Mm-hmm. But you know, we got the house. We just talked about the houses, and and we're doing a. I mean, we're we're dropping about right now about a hundred grand on some stuff for the house, renos and stuff. Yeah. And I go, I don't think it's worth me going to this wedding at the end of March. I don't know none of these people. <laughs> you kind of don't really know them either. So this is a flight, a rental car, a hotel. Oh, a flight! Oh, it's not even in your neighborhood. Those destination weddings. So I'm like, pricey. I'm like, this, this, we gonna spend four or five thousand dollars going to this wedding, and I got some stuff we need to do. I, I mean, we out here looking at countertops. Right. <laughs> we got floors. Expensive. We got we got backsplashes. Um, we got some new credenzas, hutches, right, and L couches. We so you don't want to spend money on top of money. I go. Armoires. I think. Armoires. I go, Armoires? How, do you, how do you say the that? argument that's coming is gonna save me some money. <laughs> I'd rather just take the argument. You rather just so take- to you. This is always what I say. What is your time worth? Yeah. Right. Like, what is your time worth? Is it worth fighting with your credit card company or the subscription service to get four ninety five back? Probably not. But for you, you're like, no, this is fucking worth my time. I mean, and if we're gonna spend that kind of money, it needs to be about us. Well, yeah. a couple's vacation. I think. I think. Look, this is my things about destination weddings, and I'm saying this fully planning me and my husband's ten year anniversary so shit am i invited yes you may have to say you're a hypocrite sherry but destination weddings people should i think pay for the majority of the travel now i say this about people, the plan my people shit. like guests you mean guests i think guests should pay no i think the people throwing it oh if you want people to come and witness your vows you should i got the rooms least, just get here yes there Ooh. has to be a caveat okay that because you're asking for i think i time. just said i think we just had a, I, I, go ahead I'm, yeah. I'm sorry i've never heard of this actually happening well so I, i've been to I three of those you? i've been to three of those where there's like look what? we have airplane vouchers where they're all coach but if you want to upgrade your points blah, blah 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 and or you get your hotel room or vice versa where you get your hotel room or, i mean you get we, you get the flight and then we have these rooms available they're just regular suites if you want to upgrade that's on you, but this is what Ray would provide so you can witness something stress-free. How about this? How about this? It, I'm with you, but I'm just throwing something out there. Okay. All right? Throw S- it. Same, same concept. So uh, we going to we going to Hawaii, okay? okay. We I going to Maui. Hawaii. We're going love, to Maui. Let's go. Just, Are we and, invited? Yeah. And, <laughs> and Island, right? You invited. Okay. It's, it's a wedding. It's our marriage. And uh, y'all are both invited. Mm-hmm. Bring the hubs. Mm-hmm. Okay? Love it. Now, not only do you have to pay for your own flight and hotel, but I'm giving you a gift card so all your food and or shopping can be taken care of. What do you mean shopping? 
I mean, it's a visa. It's a visa. It's a, it's a, how much, how much is on the visa? At least seven fifty. Okay, so you cannot buy a Gucci bag. You're not leaving no Gucci bag at my wedding. Right. But you're you're meaning like your sun bum or your copper tone is covered. But you go to dinner a couple nights, dinner's three hundred dollars, okay, I mean, like Maui's you know, expensive. Maui is pretty fucking expensive. So seven fifty is like my far. breakfast in Maui. Alright, so 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 we got we gotta push it up a little bit. Okay, like fifteen hundred. Now we're talking about like get some food, I can go buy some booze, put it in the what room. What happened to getting married in your home fucking town? I know. I got married in courthouse and I highly fucking recommend it. I actually, you, you I don't want to say eloped because no, it wasn't that, a that secret. Denotes, that denotes, Talk yeah. about it. They, Talk about it. Was it was just you and your husband, right? It was, well, and we had a, you and your boyfriend we had a friend here. who got ordained so he could properly marry us mm-hmm. and a friend that signed the witness certificate and took photos. So there were just the four of us on a beach. But I hate to say eloped because I feel like eloping sneaky. implies sneaky. secrecy. Yeah. And it wasn't a secret because we told people we were doing it. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that was eloping. So that's not a, de- we did it on, an, on a remote island, but that was not... Um, a destination wedding because we didn't expect people to come to us. Right. So I right. think that I don't know what's the what's your what's your weirdest destination wedding situation? Weirdest? I've only been to fabulous destination weddings. So really, I I've never been to a whacked destination wedding. Okay, I went to one. Tone while you think about your answer. So I went to one, and I wouldn't say that it was awful. It wasn't. But I will say that De- it was, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Destination meaning I just had to travel to get there. You had yes. to tra- well, okay. But it doesn't count if it's your hometown because that's like going back home. Okay. This is yeah. going to somewhere else. And other. I don't want to say obscure, but this. Yeah, is we're not home. talking out of the country. It can be within the country. It can be, in Miami. It can be within the country. Okay. Okay. But like, if it, you took a flight, if you took a flight, that's for. not to your home. Okay. Okay. Because right. home is like traveling home. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So we went to one, and it was in Montana, and. There, when we got to the wedding itself, I'm going to piggy. I'm going I'm to backtrack here on mm-hmm. the accommodations. But when we got to the wedding itself, there were shuttle buses because this was on a ranch in the middle of nowhere. Think Yellowstone, but okay. like even mm-hmm. more remote. And there's zero cell phone service, and they only had Wi-Fi, and they were only giving the passwords for emergencies because they wanted you to disconnect. And they were vegetarians. Disconnect and, vegetarians, yep, and also they ran out of water. So I was like, guys, I've had a bunch of shit red wine. I think I'm going to get really, like, I'm not going to be in a good place. And they're like, yeah, well, you know, like, when you get back to your hotel, you can have some water. We ran out because the well is dry here. Like, like it was very remote. <laughs> but the interesting thing is, backtracking here, um, Steve and I check in to this wedding, and it is like a seven or eight building town. Like, it's very remote. And then we still had to take the shuttle bus an hour plus away. But we get into this town and um, it's this tiny hotel where every room has a theme. So we go to check in and we're like, yes, hi, we have the Geisha suite. And the person checking in goes, well, it better be your goddamn honeymoon because that's the nicest room we have. (laughs) And it was the Geisha suite. And let me just say. Was it nice? It was appropriated. Oh. Mm. <laughs> oh. Well, damn. Yeah, we're in the middle of nowhere in big sky country, right? And it, like, it was, we cracked up so much the whole trip that it was worth it, right? Like, it was fun because. It's like, it's good like, memory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it was so bad that it made it funny. And also, like, it was just one of those, like, I don't want to say gimmicky, but it yeah. was one of those things that we always are like, remember that time in Big Fork, Montana? I, well, <laughs> I, I feel like destination weddings, I don't, well, I'm not a, I'm not a big, big on, like, public 
like PDA, you'll probably never see me like slobbing down my husband in public. I've just never been that way yet. And I think mar- yet. And I think marriages are very intimate and sharp, should be personalized. So I don't want anyone. My family was like, I'm like, we're getting married in a courthouse. They were like, no. I mean, I have a huge family. They were like, Sherry, don't rob us. Rob you of what? We want to witness your life. We've been together for like 12 years at this point. You've seen all of it. I've had a baby. Like, you've seen the love actualized <laughs> in a person. You just motioned your vagina right well, because <laughs> You just actualized and slid your hand from like your a luge. Like a luge. your leg. That's basically what it was. So, And I felt, I feel like I'm uncomfortable when people are like, kind of my destination wedding and like the vows are like 40 minutes on each side. Okay, and so... Then, this is oh man, I, I've been waiting to talk about this. Oh, talk and about it. Hit us, Tom. So so yeah, so this uh, I, I moved out here already. So I guess this destination because I had to go back to Dallas. Okay, okay. Dallas, Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. One, I think it's I think it's Fort Worth. Um, oh man, what the fuck it if he sees it, whatever. But <laughs> my my college roommate, it was one of the weirdest weddings I've, I've been to, um, and it was it was fun. It's, you know, people from college and you growing up and and seeing her friends and, and everybody has like that weird group of friends were like, Oh, you made it out of this group, but they still got invited to the wedding. Oh, and like, right. Th- these oh, people that you don't hang out with no more, but you go, Oh, that's how you started. But you, but you, you got out. Uh, so we get to the wedding. I mean, nine groomsmen, 12 bridesmaids. Oh, another one just popped in my head. And if y'all want to hear about this, it's fucking amazing. Yes. But, um, so we get there and the weirdest part was, all the all the women are wearing um, aqua teal, like okay. in that, can I like fam- Tiffany blue. Yeah, Tiffany blue in mm-hmm. that family, and all the dudes are wearing uh, chocolate brown tuxes and mm. Tiffany blue ties or or vests, vests yeah. and ties. And then he's wearing chocolate white on white. So um, it was interesting. <laughs> uh, the vows come up, and I promise you, it was, and it was the weirdest thing. The vows come, like we get to the vow part, and instead of them, you know, yeah. holding hands and, and reading it or like saying it to each other, they pre recorded it. Oh, <laughs> Sherry. <laughs> they pre recorded. You understand what I'm saying? So when it was yeah. when it was his time, they just pressed play. The DJ and staring the button. uncomfortably into each other's eyes, and you're witnessing this game. And this shit was like four or five minutes apiece. So you got 10 minutes of vows. And he's just looking, and he's trying to do the emotions that go along with is his he, words. Is he licking his lips like Ella? <laughs> <laughs> and and she and it goes hers, and hers a little longer than his. And it was like, I mean, I, me and my buddy Jeff were like, we're doing our. Like, I'm like, you know, the people out here, and I'm like, that this is SNL. This is an SNL skit. I could not take it. It was. It's it too was. Much. It was wildly. Are they still married? Oh, they're doing great. Okay. I will say I have one other they're doing weird great. wedding okay. story, and this was not a destination wedding, but we went to a wedding where the, I think it was an uncle, someone got ordained to do the ceremony. And you know how everybody stands up when the bride comes down the aisle, and then you say like, oh, yes, thank you for being here. Now, everyone, please be seated. He forgot to do that. And so everyone stood up for the entire Ceremony, and I'm looking. Was around. it long? Was it long? It was so long. There was this like, a cultural wedding? Was there, it? I was it culture? It was. It was like a 45 minute ceremony. But and I was looking around, and I was like, somebody fucked heels. up. Somebody forgot. Well, and I was looking around, going, 
we should be sitting down. If I sit down, will everyone else sit down? And I went, don't do it. Because, because actually, my daughter was a flower girl in the wedding. I was not in the wedding party. But my daughter was a flower girl, and it was relations to my husband. So mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm. don't be the girl that fucks shit up. Don't but that's, but that's that one where that's that one where like if you sit down and then people don't follow you, you're like, oh, I gotta get back up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, just, test, just adjusting this, just adjusting these shoe straps. Okay. I, I don't I I feel like weddings I don't want to say outdated because I, I, I have been to some really great weddings, but I do wanna say that if you want to throw a wedding and you don't own a property it's probably best to put that for your down payment at your house. You're being very specific. I agree. I think that you should, I think you should, you should send a thing out to all of your people and say, Hey, we got married. Uh, skip the registry because we're both adults. Cash, cash. Just, we're starting a pool for a down payment on our house. On that note, we got to get out of here. I know. Oh, do we? Oh man. I know. It goes by so fast. It's a fast one. Mine is empty. Hold on. Yeah, I need a little splash or something. Here we go. Or can I just have a, is there more in that bottle? Of course there is. There we go. Um, Tone Bell, check out Drink Masters and what else? on and you're Netflix. On else too. Uh, I have a new show on Netflix coming out in a few months called uh, Survival of the Thickest. I have uh, a movie coming out called uh, Trigger Warning on Netflix. I have a movie coming out in June or July called Coyote vs. Acme. Uh, is that on Netflix too? You got stock at Netflix? No, no this was this was this you was going to be in busy, theaters. You are busy, sir. You are oh, busy. This is finally going to be in theaters. Yeah. Oh, oh, dope. Which a so so few go to theaters now. So uh, yeah, yeah, got a uh, Wally Coyote and yeah, some what? stuff is good. Nice. He's yeah. busy. Tone is busy. Booked and busy, baby. Booked and busy, baby. Check out his shit. We can all of his show. I we dropped a lot of fucks this episode. I said so. clitoris. So this is going to get an EU good. warning on the. I think it's going to get an E. Sorry. Thank you for having me, though. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers. 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 Like, subscribe to all the things, especially on YouTube. I know. We're digging the YouTube these days. More fun YouTube things to come. We have fun YouTube stuff in store. Bougie bitches. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.